Thanks for tuning in to Upward Way Podcast. If you're looking to be spiritually blessed, moved, and inspired, there is no doubt you are in the right place. On our show, guests recount their encounter with Christ and how their lives have been transformed through the grace and love of God. And now, please welcome our host. Hello and welcome to Upward Way. I am your host, Marlon Walters. My guest today is CEO of the Natural Remedies Kitchen, Davina Gale. Welcome to Upward Way. Thank you, Marlon. Yes, it's really nice having you on the show. And let me just say to my listeners that it has taken a while <laughs> to really pin down Davina. She's pretty busy. As you hear the title, The Natural Remedies Kitchen, you know she has been cooking up a storm. But we give God thanks that you have been able <laughs> and you are available to share your story. So first of all, I would just love for you to just share with the listening audience a little about The Natural Remedies Kitchen. What is this all about? Is it that you're just cooking every day? <laughs> what is it that this you know ministry entails? Marla, let me tell you a little bit about The Natural Remedies Kitchen. It's a name change. Prior to the name change, it used to be called Davina's Kitchen, right? At that time, when it used to be called Davina's Kitchen, I was not a Christian. I was not walking with the Lord. And my motive then for calling it Davina's Kitchen was based on worldly ideas of business and um, making it, as you know, most successful chef their business is called by their name. They're known by their name. And that was my idea behind calling it the Venus Kitchen in the first place. But after I was transformed and started my journey with the Lord, I decided that um, I don't believe that my business should continue under that name when that was the motive. Now my motive is actually different, right? And uh, even my business concept also changed and my products changed everything changed and I wanted a different name so my ministry name also evolved out of part of my own journey with health so I had a number of diseases very ill and um, the Lord saved my life and uh, it's through natural remedies so when I inquire with the Lord I need to change the name, Lord. What should I now call the new business? And um, the Lord inspired the name, the Natural Remedies Kitchen. So what I used to do before as um, the Venus Kitchen, I used to do um, like vegan cakes as well as um, vegan and vegetarian options for menus, for like restaurant menus, do catering for weddings, etc. And churches as well. So that's what I used to do then. But when um, I changed the name, my products and what I do also changed slightly. I then do healthier food. So even though I was doing vegetarian before, I now switch things over to vegan. And then I stop using things like sugar and other things that can cause harm to health. I now wanted to make a living from things that would increase a person's lifespan rather than decrease your lifespan <laughs> and just being a unique product on the market. It's now different. My, my, my aim, my motive, my ambition, my goals have now changed. I now wanted to save lives because the Lord had saved my life and he was transforming my health. And I wanted now to help others to achieve the same goals. So I then now change where I now do herbs. I do health products, all natural, as simple as simple can be, are my products. I now teach people how to eat food simply and how to reverse their lifestyle diseases with diet, herbs, and lifestyle changes, which was a different story before when I used to whop up butter, sugar, and egg with flour. <laughs> right which after a while i had stopped eating myself and um i said lord somehow i'm not feeling comfortable 
making money from these products anymore because I'm no longer eating them for myself because I now know and understand how it impacts one's health negatively. So I'm no longer eating it and I'm saying, God, I don't feel comfortable selling it anymore. And even though the business was at its peak, I said, I don't feel comfortable selling these products, you know, giving these products to people that I know it's going to cut their lifespan. I know it's going to increase their risk of diseases. I know the diseases that they already have, it will exasperate them. And I'm like, God, I've got to do something else. I said, I cannot make a living by doing this. I don't want to make a living this way. I said, I'm ready to start all over from scratch. And I cut it. And the Lord helped me as well to cut it. Because, you know, sometimes our heart is willing, but the flesh is also weak. So the Lord helped me to cut it. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Sounds, well, you see, one question. And there's so much that has been unpacked right there. So I just wanted to take me a little bit because you know you have given us a bit of a little preview as to you know how things got started but a bit about your background so already i'm detecting that you are someone who who has been blessed with you know culinary skills but you know yes. in terms of your life you know where did you grow up how were things for you as a child coming up before you would say <laughs> became so sharp in the kitchen okay all right so I grew up in Jamaica, which is where I am at, at this time, right? So um, spent most of my life in Jamaica. Did not like the kitchen. I mean, my mom, when she realized that I actually started a business in cooking and I was up even late at night baking cakes and making cookies and stuff like that for sale, she was in awe. Even now, you know, the fact that I'm someone cooking now, she's, she's just still amazed. Because as a child, one, I didn't even like it. It was very hard to get me to eat. So I grew up very tall and skinny, right? It was hard to get me to eat. I used to get threatened every Sunday to eat my dinner, <laughs> right? And in addition to not wanting to eat, I hated the kitchen, so whenever my mom calls me to come into the kitchen to help and to teach me as well, because, you know, in the Caribbean, you have to teach your children how to cook and stuff like that. My mouth would reach the kitchen before me. That's how long it was. because I'm <laughs> Didn't like food. Didn't like to cook. Couldn't deal with the kitchen. However, when I got to high school stage, I remember... Um, what you call it now? The ele when, you, when you got to the stage in high school where you choose... Oh, okay, so when you get to, I think, third form it is, you get to choose um, if you want to do food and nutrition or electrical works, I think it was called, you know. <laughs> because I so hated the kitchen, I had chosen electrical. After going to one week of class, I realized, no, I can't manage that one. <laughs> it was too technical for me. So, man, I run leave that class and I run right back into the food and nutrition class. And I'm like, I don't want to do this, but at least I know more about this one <laughs> than all these wires and these positives and negatives. <laughs> so I went to the food and nutrition class. Um, the class didn't turn out too bad. It actually, I, I, I did some lovely dishes that I actually really enjoyed. They were different from the usual things that would normally be prepared at home. And I liked the end results. Now, by the time I got to, I think, fourth form now, where you know, specialize in the subjects that you want to do for your final exams, your CXC and your GC exams. I chose food and nutrition as one of mine that I wanted to sit. And I was doing very well in the class. And I really loved the science in food and nutrition, the nutritional knowledge that you gain there. I really loved that. And I also gravitated towards... um subjects like biology i really enjoyed um learning about the body systems and how how cells operate and dna such as that sort of stuff so i sort of started gravitating towards the science behind it and obviously now you love the science you, you you get the cooking you've got to get that part with it no i i had a switch in food and nutrition where i was doing everything about meat every dish i was cooking and preparing was about meat and you know the typical stuff until one day, I had to go by a friend of mine's, her house, and her sister was there preparing her own dinner. 
which was separate from the rest of the family dinner. And her dinner was, I think it was a three bean stew that she cooked. And I asked her for some of it and she gave me some. And I was blown away by how good it tasted. And there was no meat in it. And I was fascinated. I kept questioning her. So how do you do this? How do you do that? And she gave me the recipes. She told me how she did it. And of course, I went home and I tried that. And I absolutely loved it. Now, can I tell you that that was a straight, simple vegan dish, right? So that for me was completely new. And I I would often go over to her house. And every time I go over, she would be cooking something different that I've never seen before. And I would always be fascinated by what she's preparing. And I'm always in her kitchen asking her, how do you do this? How do you do that? Can I taste this? Can I taste that? And I was loving it. I remember um, even uh, what they call it, some vegan meat she prepared that from scratch uh, where she washed the raw flour until it came this this ball thing and just pure protein and I was just blown away and I wanted to learn everything and I developed this fascination basically for plant-based food so when it got to the time where I needed to really um, shows the area in in food and nutrition that I wanted to go I choose to go um, vegetarian. So my SBA, you know, my all my coursework that I had to do after that, I focused on plant-based because I was really fascinated. And I did very well in the class. And then after, after high school, I wanted to go into the medical field. But somehow I was not able to pass maths and chemistry and physics. <laughs> <laughs> One year after high school, I still attempted the, you know, these science subjects. And again, I didn't pass them. And I, I'm like, that's it, man. I'm not going to waste another year trying to do this. I'm going to go to college. I have to do something. <laughs> so I needed to find something to do that um, I was qualified for. So I passed the business subjects and stuff like that. And I had more than sufficient subjects to enroll into, into hospitality management. <laughs> So I enrolled into hospitality management at um, university. Now, the university that I went to, it was their second year or the second cohort that was doing this course, hospitality management. And uh, the course was basically still in the initial stages. It was still being developed because now it's a different course from what I did, basically. We had to do a lot of subjects that if you should go now, you wouldn't need to do all of those, right? Because it was still sort of in the formative years of the course. So I did a whole lot of nutrition courses, <laughs> which worked out in my favor. It's not what I wanted initially, but it worked out in my favor in the long run. But the Lord had his plans and he leads us, right? So I was led down that pathway, not because that is what I wanted, but that is what I was qualified to do. So I thought, all right, let me just do that. Um, started NCU, Northern Caribbean University, did the course there. The course focused on plant-based catering. I was just completely blown away. For my three years there, I was just completely blown away by the food and the amazing things I was able to produce from nothing, from just vegetables and beans. I was amazed. And I did very well on um, my course. Now, when I finished NCU, I mean, I had a degree where I could work now anywhere in the hotel, right? Anywhere in the hospitality industry. The first job offer I got was in housekeeping, and I said no to that one. And then the second job offer I got was in food and beverage, and uh, I said yes to that, and I started right there. Little did I know that where you start is probably the road you're going to really carry on. <laughs> I was in that for almost 20 years, and then um, managing restaurants, being a operation director, operations manager for restaurants, you know, just straight up in the food and beverage, um, trainer, um, train chefs to prepare specialized Caribbean meals. I was in, I was just in that field for about 20 years. And then after a while, I must say that I, I did get tired of it. 
And <laughs> I was praying. I was saying, Lord, I, I feel tired of this industry. And I guess this happens with a lot of people. When you do something for 20 years of your life, some persons want a change. <laughs> and that's why you will find some gray hair people in university like myself, not their first degree, but maybe second or third. <laughs> so I got to that stage and I wanted a change. And uh, I was there praying about it, talking to God, telling him I want to change. I don't even know if I was talking to God. I was just talking to myself, but God heard. I needed a change. And the Lord heard and he had his plans. <laughs> so I got a change. So I switched from direct restaurant management and um, training others how to cook Caribbean meat, jerk chicken, etc., to um, plant-based and helping others with their health in terms of you now diet and nutrition and lifestyle to reverse diseases. So sometimes when I reflect on my life, I say, thank you, Lord, for the transformation, the personal transformation with my own health. And thank you as well for the career transformation, because I feel like I spent 20 years of my life not only destroying my own health by my dietary choices and lifestyle choices, but I also promoted a way of life that encouraged others to also destroy their health. So I... I reflect and I say, thank you, Lord, for the change, because now I have an opportunity to reclaim my own health and to help others to reclaim theirs as well. So now my new career, you can purchase your natural eye drops from me that I make in my own kitchen. You can purchase <laughs> your own pain oil that I make in my own kitchen. Um, you can purchase your own detox package that will take you from two-week detox program all the way up to a seven-weeks detox program that I put together from my own kitchen. Um, you can purchase your own hair oil for your hair. You can purchase your own lip gloss. You can purchase things for diabetic wounds. Everything is all natural, made in the Venus kitchen which is now the natural remedies kitchen <laughs> awesome awesome wow that is some would say transformation so you are saying from a, a point where you had no interest you did your externals in high school went to university and that is where you would say your life catapulted in terms yeah. of success so i think you did mention about um your your own health challenges that you developed sometime along that, let us say, 20-year journey. So I would want for you to share with us you now about what was this you know, health scare that you had and then how you said the Lord um, transformed your own life where you actually came to him fully and said, Lord, enough is enough. Okay, all right. So as I said, I grew up slim and trim. But after university, and I got out there in the working world. In fact, when I went to the UK to live and I started working um, full on in the restaurant industry, the food and beverage industry, I then started eating like I was on a holiday. <laughs> so I was eating right around the clock and I was eating everything that moved. And I was eating all, as I said, right around the clock. And I was drinking at the same time as well. And I'm drinking everything that is fermented, all sort of alcohol. The only thing I didn't drink was water. I was drinking all the coffee, all the tea, all the caffeine in the world. It was going in my body. All the alcohol in the world was going in my body. All the meat that is sold out there was going inside of my body. And that is topped as well with medications, contraceptive medications that I was on that also disrupted my hormones and sort of start the journey of breaking down your walls of health. <laughs> so I more than doubled in size. I really probably should share um, a picture with you. I more than doubled in uh, my, my, my body weight. And uh, I started developing different types of diseases. Right? So... There I am for those who are able to see. I was, um, I had gotten up to, I remember fitting a size 22 
24 jacket, work jacket. Um, I remember I tried to fit in it, but it was it was a little bit big. The jacket was a little bit big, but the trousers fit. Yes, I had gone up in size to a size, call it 22, 24, at least at the bottom. And that's moving from a slim person, right? Up to that size. And I started developing all sort of lifestyle diseases. So I had a point in my life where I had a pain radiating through my bone marrows. When I wake up in the mornings, I would have to massage my legs. I would have to massage all the bigger bones because the pain was so intense that I was feeling I couldn't get up. I couldn't just wake up and get up. I had also angina, which is a heart disease. I could barely walk. I could barely walk. And then my lifestyle was as well. I never even practiced walking. So I would drive everywhere. I was eight minutes from work, but I would still drive to work. If you take a good look at this picture, I mean, this picture was taken 2013. You see, look at my neck. Can you see how dark that was? You can see my face, how depressed that looked. The audience on, on radio won't be able to see, but um, you are painting a good good picture to, sh to say that around the neckline, you know, it was dark. And even though you are smiling, then in the eyes, you know, it tells a story of sadness and pain. Exactly. And then just look at the radiation here. This is August 2017. You can see my neck and my face is now the same complexion and my hands they are now the same complexion all that darkness those dark patches that i had in my face as well they're now gone you can see i'm looking much happier and brighter yes yes right so this person at the top here that you can see it looks like a completely different person very dark in complexion um neck completely different color from my face eyes sad even a smile is sad was a very depressed person and i was so depressed to the point of suicide so i was suicidal because one i was so uncomfortable with myself physically i felt like i could not put my arms i couldn't put them flat to my side and uh, i felt like i didn't know where to put my neck i felt like even my neck was uncomfortable. I was physically uncomfortable. Plus all the pain I was going through, the, the pain in my heart from the angina. Uh, if I tried walking, the pain would be so intense and sharp. It would stick me in my heart. Um, I also had moon face as well, which is another sign of a different type of um, heart disease. I had a tumor in my colon. I had, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't even remember some of the diseases that I had. Uh, <laughs> sometimes now, when I get a client and they come with certain things, I'm like, oh, yeah, I had that one as well. I had a, a conundrum of diseases I had, right? I was basically, you could say I was on my way out. I was suffering from depression as well. And I just wanted to exit this world. And I put all my plans in place to leave this world. So I dot all my I's and I crossed all my T's. I bought an additional two life insurances. I wrote my will. I wrote my guardian letter. I wrote letter for all the important persons who needed to execute stuff after I had passed. And I showed my daughter, my little daughter, she was at the time, where everything is kept. And I said to her, if anything should happen to mommy, this is mommy's will. Give it to Auntie Kay give this one to Auntie Loy and everybody had their letter there in the drawer and uh, their responsibilities that they had to to perform you know to make sure my daughter gets the money from the insurance companies and as I said I had three life insurance so I had one that everybody would normally get out of life insurance for themselves that's just natural so I had that one but then um at the time when I decided I was going to take my own life I then went and I bought two additional life insurance so when I passed, my daughter would get something close to a million pounds in payout. And I had that all worked out as well. Who gets what percentage? Who gets what percentage? Everything. I put my house in order and I was ready to exit when um, 
I was sitting in my living room and I started telling a friend of mine that I was going to commit suicide. And when he looked at me, he realized that I was there physically, but mentally I had clocked out. So he was trying, he didn't want to leave because it was, he saw that I wasn't here, right? But he didn't know if he should call the police, what he should do at that time. So he was just trying to talk to me to see if he could talk me out of it. Um, so he was asking me, why is it you wanted to commit suicide? And I started giving him my reasons. So I started saying to him, well, I feel toxic. My body feels toxic. Uh, my life is toxic. I said, I'm not the Davina that I used to be. I've lost my smile. I've lost my bubbliness. You know, I started giving him the reasons. And my phone rang. Now, under normal circumstances, I would not have answered my phone because I had stopped answering family and friends for a while. Even my mom, if she wanted to get in touch with me, she had to email. I wouldn't answer her call because I was trying to break all the bonds, all the connections. So when I go, it, you know, persons wouldn't miss me that much. But this case I answered because it was my friend's husband and he doesn't normally call me. So when I saw that call, I thought to myself, well, something must have happened to my friend. I started panicking. And I answered the call and I said, is Sister Kay okay? And he said, yes, she's fine. And I'm like, okay, are the boys okay? And he said, yes, they're fine. And I went, and he, I put the phone on speaker and I said to him, okay, so to what do I owe this call? And uh, he just went straight into it. No greetings or anything like that. He just said, I have been praying and fasting and the Lord has brought you to my attention. And he wants me to tell you that he loves you, that he cares, and that he can take you out of the situation that you're in. If you only believe and trust him, you believe that your life is toxic. You believe that your health is toxic. You believe that you have lost your smile. You're not the Davina that you used to be. Everything that I was going through, he just summed it up for me so perfectly. And then he said to me, can I pray for you and listen? In the last 10 years of my life, if anyone had said to me, can I pray for you? I normally say to them, no, thank you. And when he said that, I said, yes, please pray for me. And he prayed for me and he prayed in the name of Jesus. So now can I let you know that? Just backing up a little bit. For the past 10 years of my life, I didn't believe in Jesus Christ being the son of God. I didn't believe in the Bible. I didn't believe in the Sabbath. I didn't believe in Ellen White writings. I knew there was a God. I just didn't know where he was or who he was but I knew there has got to be a God. I didn't believe in the evolution theory. I just said that there's no way um, this world can exist out of no Sandos or whatever they call it or no Big Bang theory. Like that just doesn't make any sense. Someone designed. I said, someone designed this. This is designed, but I don't know where is this God. So when he said to me, can I pray for you? It's been 10 years. I have not prayed for myself are accepted prior from anyone else. So I said, yes, please pray for me. And he prayed in the name of Jesus. When he finished praying, I, I remember just standing there and I, I, I was just thinking about the prayer. And then um, the person who, who I was telling before that I was going to commit suicide, we can call him Mr. P. He then said to me, did you tell that person that you were going to commit suicide before? And I said, no. And he said, you must have. And I said, no, I didn't. I haven't spoken to this person in, I don't know, maybe a year. And he said, then how come that person is able to repeat the same exact statements that you have just told me in the same exact order in which you have told me? Now, listen, I didn't even know that these statements were the same exact statements. I certainly didn't even know that they were in the same exact order. All I knew is what this person over the phone was saying to me is exactly how I felt. It's exactly what I was going through. And I felt like they put it in better words than I could have put it in. I felt like they just said it. They knew exactly what I was going through. And I turned to Brother P and said to him, definitely there is a God. And I said, and Jesus Christ must be his son because this man prayed for me in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I said, there is no way he could have known unless 
God indeed showed him. And I remember I just broke down in tears and I went on my balcony, which I had worked out jumping from there, but I thought that was not a good idea to jump from that balcony because I would just live on the third floor. And I thought if I jump from there, I would just break up. <laughs> you know, and I would find myself in the hospital. So I went on that balcony and I just started crying, just shedding buckets of tears. And I said, God, please forgive me. I have changed my mind. I don't want to die again. I want to live. I asked God to forgive me and I asked for life. And the Lord heard my cry. And I said, I said, but there's a but. I said, God, you've got to change the situation I'm in. You've got to get rid of all these pains and sickness out of my body. You've got to get me out of this toxic situation I'm living in. You've got to change my life. You, you've got to save me from this life that I'm in now, you know. And the Lord heard every single bit of my cry. And he did answer. And, you know, sometimes we're expecting to see things happen overnight. It did not happen overnight. But um, I walked with the Lord for about one whole year before I set foot in a church. And when I set foot in a church for the first time, it was actually a Catholic church. It was 2014, um, celebrating the New Year's of 2015. So I went to what we call it, in Jamaica, we would normally call it watch night. So everybody would normally go to church New Year's Eve night so the New Year's can catch them in a church. Um, so that was my first move. I went to a Catholic church because it was the nearest church to me and I just went there. And by the way, that wasn't even my mission. When I left my house, I did not leave with that intention. Oh, yes, I left with that intention to go to a church, but I was meant to meet up with someone and they didn't show up. So I just went to that particular church. And I just remember when I was in the pews, I just started praying. And I just started praying, asking the Lord to forgive me again and to help me to change me, to transform me, to renew me, to, to just take me as his own. And all night, I was just praying that, praying that, praying that, praying that. And I felt like I was surrounded by angels. I did not hear a word that that priest said up to now. I just knew when I saw everybody getting up and they were leaving from their seats. Everybody was now going home. So I'm figuring, okay, the service is finished. And I'm thinking, mercy, I didn't hear a thing that the priest said. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go home service is finished and uh, I, I i actually went to that church for about three more visits and um it was about the third week now in january i said i said god somehow i'm coming to this church but it's mostly black people at this church but i don't feel somehow i don't feel at home i don't feel comfortable here and that was one sunday when i was sitting in the pew i said that to the lord and the Lord said, it's because you're supposed to be Seventh-day Adventist. That's why. <gasps> and listen. Before you rush on, <laughs> I, I just want to ask. So you, you mentioned that for a year, you know, you did walk with the Lord, meaning you'd have accepted him into your life before you started attending church. So during this one year period, were you in the same health um, condition or were you experiencing change at that point? All right. So let me tell you, during that one year, I exercised. I exercised and I ate a lot of aloe vera and I drank a lot of water. I didn't really lose much weight. So for me, all in my head is I need to lose the weight. And that was my focus. That was my aim. That was my goal to lose the weight. I bought almost every weight loss supplement being sold on the Internet. You could find in my cupboard. I bought them all. So if you wanted to sell your old car tie and old microphones and those stuff during that year, you could just say to me, Davina, if you eat this, it will help you to lose weight. I would buy it from you for any money you ask for it. And I would eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried everything on the internet and I could not lose any weight. And uh, it knocked me. You know why? I was exercising a lot and I was sweating buckets of sweat would run off me when i exercise and uh, i was taking picture i was doing little videos and i was sending it out to my friends and i was saying to them come on out in the mornings and exercise with me and it motivated it inspired and motivated quite a few people and they started their journey of exercise and listen i remember this is when um the bucket full and run over 
I had a friend. I could not get her out of her house, right? In fact, we shared a house and I could not get her out of that house to come and exercise with me. And then one day she eventually decided to come and exercise. And in two weeks, she reported losing five kilos. That's like 10 point something pounds, right? And I thought to myself, I lost five pounds in almost one year. Five pounds, right? That is like two and a half kilo the most. And uh, I remember when she, when she said to me, in two weeks, she has lost that amount. I went, what? And I'm like, but I've been exercising for a whole year and I have only lost five pounds. And I started crying. And I broke down and I could not stop crying. They had to call my mom to console me. And I stopped exercising after that. I lost the willpower to exercise. I was so demotivated. But exercise was doing my body much good. I just didn't know that at that time, right? So the exercise was releasing a lot of toxins from my body. And I was sweating a lot, which was good because it developed and helped to um, strengthen my internal um, fan system, which is needed. And I was drinking a lot of water, which is also good because before that, I wasn't drinking any water. I also did a colon, a hydrotherapy colon cleanse during that time. And it's there that they assessed that I was drinking, um, I think, a tablespoon of water per day. And they had put me on, um, yes, exactly. <laughs> now you can see why my neck looked like that, like a cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> like a cup of black coffee <laughs> now um they put me on a, um, a program where you know a, a dietary change program where they reduced the amount of meat that i was eating the amount of flesh food i was eating and uh, increase you know my vegetable intake as well as my water intake and they put me as well on some prebiotics and probiotics so um, I did my, that's where they also discovered that I had that tumor in my colon. Before that, I didn't know I had a tumor in my colon, but something was wrong with my, my colon. When I poo, everybody had to leave the house. I had to give everybody pre-warning that I'm going to poo now. So everybody had to leave. The whole place would be stained. When, you, when I'm finished, I'm spraying here, there, everywhere, extractor fan, everything is on. When I'm walking, I would just be going... I'd just be walking and going like that. So something was wrong in the colon, but I didn't know what it was. And um, doctors never figured it out. They never managed to pull all my symptoms together to figure out what was wrong with me. Because you get only 10 minutes at the doctor and you have one complaint. You can only report one complaint at a time. So, <laughs> of course, and you know when you're going, you're going to go with the one that is bothering you the most. So, of course. They never managed to, to figure out what was my what was my real problem. And then I was just given steroids as medication. They would be like, um, I, I, we don't know what that is. And I, I do all the tests there is in the book. And they just don't know what that is. But here is some steroids. <laughs> uh, and yes, I had decided that I was not going to take these steroids because I thought it inappropriate that the doctor is actually going to tell me, which was very good, by the way, that they don't know what is the cause of the problem. And even different doctors, I would go to, they say the same thing. They don't know what is the cause of the problem. They don't even know what it is, but I was given steroids. So I thought, that's it. I'm not going to take any of these drugs. And I, I decided that, God. I remember one day I went into my cupboard and I look at all the pills and everything that I had in there, all the different teas. I had even this Chinese tea when I drank it. I would have to run in my bed and hold on to the head of the bed because the whole room bed, everything was spinning. And I had such splitting headache. And I would still religiously take that tea <laughs> because it says slim on it. And I remember one day I just got fed up and I just, I started crying. And I went in that kitchen cupboard and I grabbed a bin bag and I just sweep everything. And I said, God, this is it. I am not taking any more of these pills. I said, you've got to heal me. But I'm not using any of these pills. You've got to find another way to heal me. And I throw away everything. I remember my friends running, okay, I'll take this one. I'll take that one. Everybody want to take something from the back. <laughs> but I stopped taking all of them. And then I, I went and I did that colon cleanse at um, a, a clinic in, in London. And there they discovered the tumor in my colon. 
there um they put me on uh you know a small program as well and i started that's when i started my exercising that's when i started drinking a lot of water because when they assess me i was supposed to be drinking 4.75 liters of water for the day because every 50 pounds you weigh you should drink a liter of water when you're on a western diet so i was supposed to drink at that time i was supposed to drink 4.75 liters so i was drinking my water i never managed to drink 4.75 liters when the lady saw my face she said okay drink 4.5 <laughs> and i tried most days i covered four most days i covered four liters of water and it made such a massive difference to my health so my skin started clearing up that was for sure my skin started clearing up because i had also some massive black blotches on my skin and we didn't know what they were they looked similar to ringworm but it wasn't ringworm pharmacists they didn't know what it was that's what the doctors told me they didn't know what it was either and they would give me steroids for that but i didn't use it so she said to me if you drink that amount of water you will find that they will clear up if you drink the amount of water that i've given you, you will find that you know i had a white plaque over my tongue she said that would clear up as well all that she told me I drank the water. I took those prebiotics, took those probiotics and uh, the tongue cleared up. I didn't even know when it cleared up. I just remember one day looking and I'm like, wow, my tongue is pink. My tongue is pink and pretty. And one day I look and I'm like, what happened? I'm searching myself with a microscope to see. I can't see the, the blotches anymore. They all disappeared. I'm like, wow, it really works. So I continued. But yes, I'd only lost five pounds, but it's because my body was releasing the toxins and my hormone was seriously disrupted. So my body was balancing out back itself. But I didn't know all of that. So I had lost the motivation and the willpower to continue exercise. However, God had a plan. Because when your back is against the wall and you feel like you cannot go right, left, you can only look up. So I started praying and I started saying, God, Please give me the motivation to exercise again so I can lose the weight. And uh, I started praying. And then um, when it touched 2014, going into 2015 now, you know, everybody make their New Year's resolution. I decided I was going to make my New Year's resolution as well. So I, I made a list of eight things. And weight loss, joint closer to the Lord was one. And um, that day I decided, oh, you know what? I'm not going to let this just be any ordinary New Year's resolution. I'm going to pray over this list and I'm going to pray over it every day. Right. So before that, even though I was praying, it wasn't much that I was praying. Um, most times I would go on my knees and I would wake up on my knees and then I would just sort of get fed up of trying to pray and just get into the bed. Right. Because <laughs> it's, it's like as soon as I go on my knees, I would just fall asleep. But, you know, that was just a part of the plan of the enemy. I wanted to read the Bible. I found a Bible. Um, I tried. It was on my dining table for a long while. And I didn't read it until I got fed up. And I said, you know what? I'm pushing this thing back in the bookcase. And then a voice said, don't put it back in the bookcase. And then I eventually said, all right, you know what? If I'm going to ever read this thing, I have to take it in my room. So I took it in my room, had it on my dresser, then moved it from my dresser eventually to my night table, then from my night table to on the pillow. Um, <laughs> and then I eventually opened it. And I eventually started reading and, and God had his plans because this is it. When I opened the Bible for the first time, I landed on this story where um, God was telling, telling, I think, mm, telling one king, I think it was to kill this other king and to destroy everything. And I went, oh, that doesn't sound like the God. Was that, was that Saul, King Saul? Um, It must have been because he was the first king. Yes, it must king have been. Saul. Right. So. Right. And it must have been the, the, the king of the, was it the Moabites that attacked the children of Israel first when they left Egypt? Yes. So it, it was, it was that, it was that king. Right. Um, I think, I think it, it was that king. Right. And, and I was like, but this doesn't sound like the God that I hear about. He says something that right with this. And I said, I have to find out why is it God would tell this king to kill this man? <laughs> so. I spent to the page before and I read and it didn't give me any answers. So I spent a few more pages, read, didn't give me any answer. I said, you know what? Let me just start this thing, this, this, this book from the beginning. So I then turned to Genesis chapter one. 
And I tell you, I've never read anything so diligently before. I read every single line from Genesis chapter one until I reached the story that King attacked Israel for no reason unfairly. And then God promised him he was going to come back for him. And that was the promise. Now the Lord was sending the king to destroy him because he did sin. He did destroy a lot of children, innocent people. So when I started reading the Bible from Genesis, I tell you, that thing blew me away. There were times when I was just literally washed in tears. There were times when I was sitting on the edge of my seat just wondering, what next? Oh, Lord, what next? <laughs> I felt like I was in a movie. And there were times when I was rolling over with laughter. And I thought God had such a sense of humor. And I developed this love relationship with God. And I hadn't put a foot in church as yet, right? I developed this love relationship with God. And between work, while I was working, I would have my iPad playing um, the Bible. I would always be listening to the Bible. And as soon as I get a little break, I would run for the actual Bible and I would read it. But when I can't read, I would listen. I remember my iPad even fell in the whole batch of cake mix. I mean, <laughs> but I, I was just blown away by the testimonies um, in the Bible. And then when I read the, the journey of the children of Israel, I said, God, please help me not to do this. Help me not to be like this. Help me not to do that. I said, God, these tendencies are in me. They are there. I said, they are there, God. So I'm asking you, take them out. Change me, transform me. And I kept praying and I kept asking the Lord for that and to draw me closer to him. And then now, that time, 2015, celebrating the New Year's, now I stepped into a church. Three weeks later, I found the Seventh-day Adventist church in my area. And when I walked in that day, my first day there, as I reached the door, it was welcome time. And it just so happened that the person that was doing the welcome is someone that knew me from before. I had done a catering for um, a vegan wedding and he was a guest at the wedding and he was so blown away by the food at the wedding. I remember after the wedding, he came up to me and he says, when I'm getting married, I want you to do the catering for my wedding. And I had given him my number. And then um, two times after that, I run into this person. And every time that I saw them, they would say, I want you to do the catering for my wedding. They would always go over the same thing whenever they're getting married. And as I got to the door, that person was doing the welcome. And he went, everyone, that lady at the door is a lady I have been telling you about. She cooks the most amazing vegan food. I felt so at home. And I walked in and I sat down and I said, God, I feel at home. I said, this is home. I want to stay right here. And I remember every sermon preach, it's like God was talking direct to me. Until one day, a young guy, it was his last sermon and his last day at church because he was going off to university to study theology. And his sermon was about the prodigal son. And as he, he preached, he was, he was preaching to me. I'm telling you, that day, the Lord sent me there and put him there for me. As he preached, it was the Lord calling me home. And when he finished, he did an altar call. And as he opened his mouth, I got up and I walked up to that pulpit. And I tell you, that was the longest walk in my whole life. <laughs> my knees were shaking like a leaf in a lovely summer day. I was sweating. I was so nervous, but I did that walk. And I tell you, I don't know what happened that day, but that's the longest altar call I've ever heard, even up to today. That man was still calling, calling, calling. And I'm like, God, can you see that nobody else is coming? Let him just pray for me, please. <laughs> and I was standing and the whole church was just staring because you had this big fat woman in this big hula hoops airing and red lipstick and red hair. <laughs> That was you. <laughs> that was me, right? She's standing at the altar. And of course, I don't think anybody has heard what he was saying about the altar call. I think they all just wanted to see what was going to happen with me. <laughs> that was like the, 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 the woman who was going to be stoned. <laughs> they all just sat there and just watched like 
like they're in a movie. It was like, and I'm like, God, please let him stop now. Can he not see that nobody else is coming up? And I was shaking and I was sweating and I felt so nervous and I felt so bad. I felt like I just wanted to faint. And I'm like, God, please just hold me up. Just hold me up. Just hold me up. <laughs> and then he prayed for me and uh, I managed to go back and sit down. And I'm telling you that that marked, that just changed everything for me. And then in May of that year, I asked for, it may have been before me, but I asked for baptism and it was meant to be in May, but it didn't eventually happen until October, um, the same year. So the Lord transformed me and I'm telling you the Bible. I kept saying to myself, God, I don't know why I spent so many years of my life sitting down in front, so proper, desperate housewife, bold and beautiful, all these foolishness. I said, everything you want is right there in the Bible. If you want love story, it is there. If you want horror movie, check out Solomon. <laughs> Not Solomon, King Saul. If you want action, check out David. Everything you want, it is right there in the Bible. And I'm telling you, when I'm studying that Bible, when I'm reading, I was so fascinated that even the genealogies I read, <laughs> every single detail I read, I could tell you who is the great grandfather for who. If I hear a name, I could tell you who whose family line that name is from. I was reading everything. I was just so blown away by it. And um, it really transformed my life. So that's what I did in that gap year. I, I met the Lord. <laughs> And he was working on me with my health, but I didn't know. And and before I hand back over to you for a second there, when I started going to church now, um, I remember I started asking the Lord. I, I said to the Lord, I wanted to fast and pray. So I was praying for my little list of eight points, but I now wanted to fast as well. But every time I mentioned the word fast, I would start feeling sick. I would start the fast in the morning and by 10 a.m. I had to eat. Otherwise, I felt like I was going to die of hunger and, and, and cold sweat would be washing me and I would feel so bad. And that was a plan of the enemy. But God had another plan. I remember one Sabbath I prayed and I said, God, please help me to fast. I want to fast this day. And I fasted the Sabbath. But that Sabbath, when I was in church, they announced that um, a particular brother was ill again. That's what they said. He was in the hospital again. And they're asking that the family is asking that no one visits him but to pray for him. And then after, after church, a sister said she feels impressed to fast and pray for this brother for seven days. If there's anyone who wants to join her. And I raised, I was the first to raise my hand. Yes, I want to join you because I really wanted to, to fast and pray more. And uh, then I think 10 or nine other people, but in total, 11 of us came together and fasted and prayed for seven days. And I'm telling you, on my list of eight things, at the end of the fast, God answered one point on my prayer list. And I was over the moon excited. And I was like, what? So if I fast for one week, yes. I said, if I fast for one week and God answer, um, answer my prayer, answer one point on my prayer list, what if I should continue to fast? Then the Lord will answer the rest of my points. So I took a break and I would and I would sometimes um, break for two weeks and then I would go and I'd do another week of fast or I would do three days of fast. And I kept doing that. I kept doing these intermittent fasting. Um, and then one day my friend said to me, and remember, I'm, I'm also one of my prayer points is give me the motivation so I can start exercising again so I can lose weight. I hadn't gotten the motivation as yet. But one day one, my, my, my housemate said to me, hold on. Yeah, this is how you lose weight. And in English, that is, don't you see that you are losing weight? And I went and I looked in the mirror and I'm like, yes. And by the way, I had covered all the mirrors in my house. I didn't like seeing myself, right? I was so uncomfortable with myself that I had stopped looking in the mirrors, right? So I had to undo a mirror and I looked at it and I was like, wow, yes, I looked at my waist, my clothes that I was wearing, the waist was big. And I'm like, wow. And I tell you, man, that felt so good. And that was as a result of me fasting and praying. So I started losing the weight from the fasting and not necessarily the exercise. It was 2017 before I started exercising again. <laughs> so from 2014 to 2017 before I started exercising again. And 
the Lord granted me that favor and my diseases started reversing as well. So the angina, it was not as bad as before. And what happened with my fast is this. This is the most amazing thing. How the Lord transformed my taste buds. Every time I fasted, um, the Lord would, it would be easier for me in terms of my diet to remove something else from my diet that I really shouldn't be eating. And I wouldn't have to try. It was effortless removing it. I just did not have the, I no longer had the appetite or the desire for it. So that's how the Lord just transformed my taste buds. And I went completely vegan. And then I will hand over to you. So you can maybe ask me a question, but then I'm going to go into another section of my story. <laughs> well, it, it's not to ask you <laughs> another question. And um, you, you have really unpacked a bit and I know I'll have to have you back for a part two yes. <laughs> segment so that you can share a bit. But, you know, well, two, two things that I must say, as you mentioned that King previous to King Saul, and the king is spirit. He was actually King Agag or Agag, depending on how you pronounce. Yes. And he was the king of Amalek, or we say the Amalekites. So that was the oh, one. Okay. That, okay. Yes. Yes. That, yes. That he spared. But as you mentioned, um, fasting, just by listening to your story, we are able to see that fasting, it's not just something spiritual, you know, but also it has exactly. physical, physical results because just by not eating, then you started to lose some of those um, kilos that you wanted to lose. So yes. before we go, just want to say thanks to you, um, Davina, and I'm promising the listeners that you will be back for uh, part two. So my yes. guest today has been Davina Gale, and she's the CEO of the Natural Remedies Kitchen. And just want to recap a few of the things that we have discussed so far. So she has shared how God had saved her life you know, from different illnesses. And also her own personal transformation as she got to know Jesus Christ. She spoke about, you know, as growing up as a child, she really detested the kitchen and she would pout her lips when her mom would invite her into the kitchen. But today, you know, this is how she actually makes a living. And all of this started as a third form student in high school where, you know, when she was to choose her elective she chose electrical works, but it didn't work out. But God had other plans. So today she develops her own products. So if you would love to order, I will allow her in a bit of an opportunity to share with us where you could place your orders before she comes for her part two. But importantly, though she became severely ill at the point of suicide, God spared her life. She found her way back home. That is a church. She got baptized. And through personal fasting, she has had loads and loads of transformation. So, Davina, before you go, if you could just share with the audience, you know, how they could connect with you. And then we'll just give a wrap because I know you have <laughs> some things to take care of as well. Yes. All right. So um, the audience can reach me on WhatsApp and I will share my number. So it's plus. One eight seven six seven seven nine six eight one three. So that's my um, WhatsApp number. Persons can contact me to sign up on my vegan nutrition cooking course or my detox program are just to purchase um, our natural eye drops or our pain oil or any one of our um, products. I will repeat the number again. It's plus one eight seven six seven seven nine six eight one three and just send me a whatsapp message at this time of the year we have some lessons going on that you could actually book me for your church so let's say you have a small group that you put together and you decide the time and i will give you the ingredients 
um, your members or if it's one person, however you want to do it, you get the ingredients. And I will teach you how to make things like vegan turkey that is vegan and gluten-free, made from nothing but your lentils, your chickpeas, plant-based stuff. Looks amazing. This will win your family over. Um, and it can also put some money in your pocket if you make this and sell this because I, I make my plant-based turkey every year and they sell like hot bread. We make things like vegan boiled eggs, um, completely, this is like from coconut milk, great stuff, our own vegan cheese. So everything I do is plant-based and it's also gluten-free, nothing fermented, don't use anything fermented, don't use yeast either. Um, here we go, plant-based fruit cake, your we sometimes call this in the Caribbean black cake. They call it wedding cake. They call it um, your Christmas cake, your fruit cake. Teach how to make this vegan as well as gluten-free. So we run cooking courses and start in January 7th. We will have our six months um, vegan nutrition cooking and nutrition course that persons can register for where we have two classes per week, one on Sunday and one on a Monday. Um, the time, whether it's morning or evening, is still to be determined. But nonetheless, every single class is recorded and the students do get the recording. Now, we also have our detox program, that um, our six to seven weeks detox program, where I do a consultation with you. I provide you with a package of herbs um, that you will need for your program to detox your system and to regenerate your body, right? To help you to reverse lifestyle diseases and to lose weight. And if the case is weight gain, then we also address that. So I provide you with all the herbs that you will need. And then I coach you um, on WhatsApp and Zoom on how to use the different herbs in the package and how to reverse the diseases with different by using different modalities. So it's not just about taking the herbs, but we do other things as well on the program to help you to reverse and prevent lifestyle diseases. So um, we also have our natural eye drops called 2020 Vision Reclaim. It's a set of three eye drops. So persons can order that. It works. Um, I've had two blind men that are now seeing um, persons who would normally need their glasses for everything. Now are at a stage where they don't no longer need it for driving. They are now being able to see at night. Um, it improves your vision naturally. And it also helps with sinuses and hearing infection, but it is not for that purpose. We also have a pain and circulation massage oil that we normally supply persons with that when they're having edema, they're having high blood pressure, issues with their kidney or liver where we have a lot of swelling um, in the legs. Also for muscular pain, aches and strains. It also helps with arthritic pain as well. Contact me. You can find me on YouTube as well. That's The Natural Remedies Kitchen, Davina on YouTube. And your transformation is possible. And I know because I did it through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And in addition to that, I've helped hundreds of people to transform their lives since 2017 to now. And uh, if the Lord sends you to me, then by all means, he has sent you because he has given me the skills and the talents and the gifts to help you to transform, not just physically, but spiritually as well. And may I say that Sometimes when we go on our journey of health and transformation, we may just go because we want healing for our disease. But sometimes it doesn't mean that even when we pray from now until the cows come home, it doesn't mean that the Lord is going to grant favor in terms of extended years like he did with Hezekiah. Sometimes he might lead you to me because your house needs to be put in order because we are not guaranteed life on this earth as eternal, but we are guaranteed if we are faithful and we surrender all to him, then we are guaranteed life eternal with him in the new earth. So sometimes faith doesn't mean that you're going to be 100% healed. Faith 
means that you are ready to accept the Lord's will for your life. So if it means you're here for the spiritual food, because some come for the spiritual journey, some come for physical, but either way, I dish out two because that is what the Lord has trained me to do. May the Lord bless you and thank you very much, Marlon, for inviting me to this program. And I pray a blessing upon all your listeners, your audience, and um, I do hope to come back very soon, sooner rather than later. And I give God thanks as well for another opportunity to share the same testimony to bring glory and honor to his name. And even for me, every time I share the testimony, I remember other areas of my life that I never even touched. And today's one is an amazing one. <laughs> so glory and honor to the most high God. Amazing indeed. And as you say, your transformation is possible. You've been in tuned to Upward Way. Do join us again next week when we'll have another interesting guest sharing his or her story of faith. Of course, please subscribe to weekly episodes on the Apple AWR, Loud Voice, Spotify, Stitcher, or Podcast Guru apps. And we invite you to visit Upward Way Facebook page. You can click like, leave a comment, and follow along. Until then, I am Marlon Walter saying goodbye. May God bless you. You've been listening to the Upward Way Podcast, the number one audio production show for people who want encouragement and reassurance in a muddled world.